That might as well. What up, people? What's good? What up? What up? What up? What up? Um, yeah, actually, I want to open this up. Excessive is thank you for reminding us. He said, "Happy Wadi Month, everyone." You know what month oh, it is? Pride Month. It's Pride Month. So hey. Wadi. It's a very special time that Wadi gets his own month. Shout out to Pride <laughs> and shout out to Wadi. And you know, and Pride FC. Pride FC. Oh, remember that one time I seen you wearing a Pride <laughs> shirt, and I was like, oh. Pride, you say, yeah, you support. Yeah, I support the pride, but, but it was Pride FC. <laughs> but it was pride I, FC. I didn't see the FC. Yeah, it's all right. I still support, anyways. Yeah, we all support it. One time, one time for uh for Happy Pride Month. <laughs> and for our boy Wadi, how you doing? <laughs> oh, Victor Victor J forty six had just turned twenty right now, as it is midnight in Germany. Hey, uh, happy, happy birthday. birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, bro! And my guy, look who's in here, Iraq. Shout out to my guy, Iraq. Much up, love, Iraq? my boy. Yo, Chris Avelli too. OG Chris Avelli. Just so, what up, bro? Um, how you doing, everyone? Z two A one. Big Man Wagwan, one hour away from my first Muay Thai class. Let's oh, go. Let's get it. Nice. Good for you. Congrats. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Oh, and, and he, he just gifted, he gifted five. It, Let's guy. get it, bro. Hey, Thank you. Holy any shit. advice you want to give him for his first Muay Thai class? Since you recently just started your martial arts journey as well. I don't know. <laughs> Enjoy it? <laughs> don't take it so serious? <laughs> uh, but yeah, don't go there trying to win everything, man. Don't go there trying to win everything. That's it. That's just... Enjoy the process and be have an open mind. Exactly. Well. Be humble. No, what is it? Humble yourself. Yeah. Right? Just, just be humble. Be humble. Exactly. That's it. That uh, is it. That is it. Also, um, Gray said, any fight news? Any fight news? Uh, actually, I've been talking to the matchmakers, and um, I do have an opponent that, you know, that's at the top of the list right now, and matchmakers are trying to see if they can make that happen. So. Hmm. You, um, you can't say that opponent though, right? No, obviously not. But um, we're gonna see. We're gonna see in a couple. I should have a. I should know what's going on within the next two to three weeks or so. I should have a. A solid uh, opponent in mind, but in the meantime, I'm just staying in shape and I'm staying ready, and yeah, still hitting them three times a day, still grinding. So, so you're are you training like you're in camp, but not? Yeah, a, I'm so training as if I'm in camp right now. Even though I'm not training for any particular opponent, I'm treating it as is as if I'm in camp. So so um. You're hoping to fight by July, August, September. I would have liked to fight in uh, in Long Island, on Long Island in July. What UBS is Arena? UBS Arena with the Islanders play. That's uh, is that Long Island? Is is Elmont Long Island? Or is that Queens? I don't it's know. What Long the hell that it's Long Island. It's like right on the border, Queens okay. Long Island. Yeah, so I was looking looking to fight right there in Long Island, but that you don't think that's possible? It doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like it. So I'm I'm saying August, September around that time. But the names that the two names that are at the forefront, the front runners right now, the guys that I'm going to fight, bangers. You like it, bangers. The fans are going to love it. I know I love it. It's stylistically a great matchup for me, and um, you know, somebody I need to go send their heads to the bleachers, man. I feel like I'm just missing that. You know what I mean? I feel like like a crazy KO. I'm just literally just missing that one like, bow, yeah. like just. Done. And they're, you know what they I mean? Fold, yeah. just, I, I think I just need one of those right now. Mm. You know, and the guy that that I'm facing potentially is someone that I think that I think that I could do that to most guys in the division. Not to sound arrogant, but it's just me. That's how I feel. <laughs> but this guy, I think in particular, is definitely a good candidate for that. Mm. So 
Hopefully we get it. Hopefully you do get it because it sounds exciting. I don't even know who it is yet. Yeah, but you already know what it is. There you go. <laughs> Lion Crush Show, all gone. Let's get it. Oh, Victor said, is UFC Paris a possibility? Planning to be there. That's actually my birthday, so I kind of want to go too. Yeah? September 3rd. Who knows? Who That'd knows? be sick. That's the first ever UFC event in Paris. That w- they just legalized MMA in Paris. Is that a Paris pay-per-view? Last year. I think and is Cyril Gaon going to be on that? I, they, they, I think it would make to, sense. Right? I mean, they have he's to like put the, him on that. The face of yeah. uh, French MMA, you know? Exactly. They would have to. Maybe, you know, because isn't Tom Aspinall? Oh, no, they're not going to push Tom Aspinall. Or even Francis Ngannou. Again? No, just him in general on that card. Is he back? Will he from, be ready? For yeah, I'm saying is he back right? from being injured? I'm not sure. A Z two A one said, "Hey, my B day is the fourth fill. We outside. Let's get it, bro. Yes, Hell sir, yeah, yes, let's sir. go." Um, let's see, oh Victor said, "Gain versus Tuivasa is the main event." There you go. Tuivasa, Ty Tuivasa. Okay, I think okay, Gain okay. absolutely demolishes. Cyril Gain versus Tai Tuivasa. I, you love Tai Tuivasa. I, I do. I'm surprised. I do like him, but I mean, against Cyril Gain. Wow! Look at I look at know. you being being uh <laughs> and he's got objective. The, and he's got the whole the hometown crowd. Ah, I love that. See that is you hanging out with me too much, bro. There you go. Yo, what up, Kamora? Typically, up, guys so? just kind of run with their fave. It don't matter what's going on. They just rocking with their fave. It's like, dog, it just don't make sense stylistically for him to win this fight. But I love this guy, so he has to win. I'm like, all right. Well, that's how I felt against uh, Derek Lewis and Tai Tuivasa, and I was I think we were both were completely wrong. That's that is also true. But who knows? It is Tai Tuivasa. Oh yeah, and Victor says Whitaker versus Vittori co-main event. So that's a good card. Whitaker versus Vittori. Okay. I thought I thought they rescheduled the matchup between them two. No, 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 I thought they gave him a new opponent. Um, Vittori, no? No, it's still Marv- it's rescheduled. It's still uh, Whitaker, yeah. Bro. Whitaker has so many injuries and like, you know, always pulling out of the fights. It's you know I mean? is it like what is the injuries? They, uh, do they ever disclose the injury? I feel like some guys do, but most I feel like most wouldn't. I mean, I feel like that's a way for guys to like know what to target. I don't know. Does that sound stupid? Like no, say if you hurt sounds, your leg, right? Yeah. Like if you hurt your leg, you don't want to tell them like, "Oh, I hurt that, my yeah, knee." Yeah, I hurt my so right like, knee. Like, so yeah, we got to reschedule because obviously the person is gonna be gunning for that. You know, you know what's funny? Because I hurt my toe a few fights back. In my fight, my coach was like obsessed. With uh, toe stomps, really? like the entire camp, he's like, "Yo, he's gonna step, he's gonna stomp your toe in the clinch, he's gonna stomp your toe in the clinch." And I'm like, "Is he gonna stomp my toe in the clinch?" But we prepared, like, we took measures and precautions to be able to deter him from doing that in the clinch. But he never even tried, and really? I was just like, it was in my head. I'm just like, "All right, don't toe stomp me," you know what I mean? But I'm mean, that smart though. It it is smart, but I don't know. A toe stomp is just like a foot stomp is just like it's kind of fucked. How much can you hurt a person, really? I mean, but it doesn't it rack up. Do it? Does it? I think because remember when Usman did it against Masvidal. Yeah, but Usman was doing other things. I mean, a toe stomp. He was is doing like, like it nonstop. It, it hurts, but it's like you better off knee in the thigh or some True. shit. You know, Mike, blow out the quad. Mike Tyson actually said that that's like the one reason why he wouldn't do MMA is because of foot stomps. <laughs> he like said that. No joke. I, I remember seeing it. And uh, I mean that's kind of wild. If you must have some fucked up feet, right? If, like, you're, you know, if that's like, you're most that's scared what of, you're worried about like somebody stepping. If your feet are healthy and somebody foot stomp you, you're like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna get it back, you know? Yeah. But if you got like fucked up feet, I feel like it's like you get stepped on like a bunion or some shit. Just like right. probably fucking <laughs> nasty the worst feeling shit. ever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but oh, anyway, first, first tat. 
first time chat viewer, UFC mod 69 said Paul, he against Polo. He pulled out cause he, w- his kid was being treated for cancer or something. Damn. That's was that what it was? I knew it was something there where oh, he damn. needed he needed to take blood from his own body or something. It oh, was like something shit. going around, but it never fully came out. If that's the case, that is holy fuck. I remember crazy. remember Dana was like, uh, what did Dana say? Dana was like, he's the most selfish uh, human being ever, and <laughs> he was just showing a lot of sympathy and and just like showing him a lot of love. You know what I mean? Damn, that's wild. For then. someone who pulled out, and I was just like, everyone thought Whitaker was sick. Remember? Right. Um, so I don't know. I don't know the full story, but if that's true and that came out, then that, that's insane. That's that's wild, actually. And Valis says hi from Italy. What up, bro? Italy's sick. I love oh, Italy. Where well, in Italy are you at? And Jonkin said chaos might be the only guy. The, be the chaos might be the one guy that can actually hurt someone with toe stops. <laughs> true. Dog. <laughs> I will give chaos. This chaos is fucking strong. He, I mean, he just looks massive. Lord, that motherfucker can <laughs> crack, and, and that's the hardest strong. you've hit. You've been hit. In, in a fight Probably a real fight. In a fight yeah I, The hardest I've been hit In training was Joe Smith Jr. 100% Damn That's the uh, Light heavyweight world champion Joe Smith Jr. Shout out to Joe That's the hardest I've ever been That motherfucker Crack <laughs> But chaos is right there <laughs> Chaos is right there With the MMA gloves on Yeah Chaos is right there That's insane honestly Give him that And his durability is insane Yeah Kamara just said The durability that comes with Freak strength ain't fair Dog That's true Well anyway Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Um, this is the fir- very first fight of the night. A very underrated fight, I think, and everyone should be paying attention to this fight. Philip, I right? Know. <laughs> um, Aaron Blanchfield. I don't know who the other girl is. JJ Aldrich. I don't know who she is, but I'm gonna tell you, Aaron is a bad girl. This is the wrestler girl. Yes, from Jersey. Yes. Yeah, you know. Okay, yeah. She's bad. She absolutely dominated. It was her debut, I think, yeah. for her last fight. She got hands too low key, uh. right? So I don't even think Aldridge stands a chance here, bro. I'm gonna just go ahead and be frank with it. I think that I think that uh, Erin is top top of the division. She's mm. like the, the higher you end s- of the division. I remember I've you been said, saying that yeah, from, from her when she made her be, debut. Yeah, I was saying like, yo, this girl's a problem. Like I've watched her since she's she's already super young. I watched her come up. I watched her. She actually fought uh, Tanisha at one point. Then oh, they sure. became training partners. Damn, and. I've just seen her around in the gym, and I see what she does. This is a bad girl. She's mm. on the higher end of the division for sure. She's going to do some damage. So um, look out for Aaron Blatchfield. Well, uh, um, yeah. I don't know who Aldrich is, but Aldrich. I'm sorry. She's going to lose? I, I think so. I think <laughs> she's, so. Uh, she's been in the lock. UFC since 2016, but she is 7-3 and three in the UFC. 8-3, and three, actually. Well, she's seven about to be 8-4 or 7-4. and four. There you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that high on, I'm that high on Aaron right now. I mean – Looking at Erin uh, Blanchfield, she actually has two fights in the UFC, Sarah Alpar and Miranda Maverick, which mm-hmm. are people who are having names for themselves in the division, I feel like. Uh, and if she's unanimous, she has unanimous decision wins over both of them. Uh, here but comes you, another unanimous decision. Yeah, just a wrestle fuck. <laughs> just a fucking wrestle <laughs> fuck, probably, right? I mean, hey, she's getting the dub. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Eric, shout out to Erin Blanchfield. I think that she gets it done. Um, Accessor said lock. That's a lock. First fight of the night, first lock, y'all. Mm. That's it. But she also is coming in at a uh, minus four ninety to JJ Aldridge plus yeah, three ninety. So that's tough. That's tough. But still a lock nonetheless. There you go. First lock. I got another lock coming right up though. Oh, get it. What we got next. Next up. Well, not this one, but yeah, it's coming up soon. Next up, uh, 
you, I'm gonna like, just hand over that last name to you, brother. <laughs> Renat Fakhratinov <laughs> from Moscow, Russia. This guy's making his debut at 18 and one at 30 years old. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, he looks like he's fought in a bunch of different places. I'm gonna guess mostly in Russia, mm-hmm. but um, 18 and one that's still a pretty good record. I would say so, a very good record, especially yeah. coming into the UFC, an undefeated record like that. Yeah, that's a great record, actually. I'm gonna just pull up a yeah. I'm just pull up a random. I know what guy. you're about to do. Yeah, I'm just pull up a random guy. He got a TKO win over. Two and two. Okay. A guy he just beat was eleven and six. Another T. Damn, all of his fights are like finishes though, or most of them. Six and two. So but I mean, that's all that matters though, right? It doesn't matter the the level of competition. Yeah. It's one thing if he's fighting like guys with horrible records and then he's like going to decision. With right. Them. Not doing shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's if a guy's not on your level, I guess that's what you do. No. So I would say so. I think that's what he's been doing. Out of his 18 wins, 11 KO, TKO, 5 submission, and 2 decisions. So, yeah, he's definitely uh, putting in work. Uh, but he's fighting Andres Mikhailaitis. The only reason I know this guy is because I saw him get knocked out against, uh, what's his name, Pereira. Let me ask you something. Is this Pereira. guy also Russian? This guy he's fighting is from Greece. Did you see uh, Terrence McKinney recently on Twitter? He's usually he's a... a, a a very active fighter yeah, he's on, on Twitter. Twitter. He's yeah. like very on, like engaged with the fans right. a lot, right? Um, from what I see, I'm not very active on Twitter as much as as, as I would like to be, but um, sometimes I scroll through and I see, you know what I mean, and so I see shit and I read shit. And he was very like the fans really liked that dude, and he yeah. he said something about about Khabib not being. I'm I'm. I don't know exactly. I don't remember exactly what he said. I'm paraphrasing, but basically, it was like, "Hey, Khabib is not what he's all cracked up to be." In in his opinion, that's what he said. And bro, they fucking they were killing this dude. (laughs) They don't like that. They did not like that. People did not like that. Um, Because he was talking about Charles Oliveira, right? Yeah, I think he was saying Charles Oliveira is a better champion, right? And he's fought better competition. And he's finishing people, and yeah. And then people brought up; they brought up all his wins and his losses and shit like that. Like he just has an opinion; it has nothing to do with <laughs> him, bro. He's as he's saying about Khabib, and that kind of prompted a lot of other. I've seen a lot of other people saying that, right? That kind of prompted a lot of people to be like looking at Khabib's record, and they started saying that the record is padded and all that, and he's been fought a lot of nobodies and quote unquote cans and whatever. What it, What do you think about that? About ex uh, about uh, about him having a quote unquote padded record. I mean, is it I padded? Di- I disagree. I think it's not padded. But I haven't gone through and like looked obviously at the people. He's, but he's fought a lot of guys. There's guys who who, but that's normal. He he's fought a lot of guys who, on the come up. Yeah, you know who who are on losing records until you get into the UFC. Listen, guys, you know what the the local scene is like. Do you know what the, <laughs> the local scene is like? I it's probably guys that are just doing it because Bro. they. Love getting punched, dog. <laughs> there is, and you see, MMA is a full of fucking crazies. Oh, a lot of them. It's yeah. a full of crazies, right? And like, imagine the local scene. Imagine the guys that didn't make it, so that y'all don't know about. <laughs> dog, it's nuts. <laughs> it is nuts. So like, you might a guy will just have fucking tattoos on his eyeballs and just like, tra- fights out of his say his name. <laughs> his last name is George. When they announce the name of the gym, he fights out of fucking George's garage. <laughs> George like, MMA. Like, like George's MMA. You know what I'm saying? Like out of his garage, like trades by himself. Like crazy shit. No one to wrap his hands. No coaches that like, it's a lot of wild shit. Dudes smoking cigarettes right before the walkout. <laughs> like it's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts, bro. That's awesome though. So it is hard. A lot of times you're going to be fighting dudes like that. 
Now, if you're if you don't beat those guys, then like it's that's, not for you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So early on in your career, like your first five, like three, four, five fights, it ain't gonna be nobody. Like you know, it ain't gonna be some some guy that's unless you're unlucky enough to run into a motherfucker that was, you know. Maybe just as good as you and has a good training as you and both of you guys fight early on. You know what I mean? Right. Which happens. It happens a ton of times. But for the most part, you got to sift through the bullshit first, right. right? And that's why you become champ in that in your division. Mm. You're the best in your area. And that's right. why you got picked up from the UFC because you were better than everybody else there. Right. right? There's sense, yeah. a few good guys, but for the most part, there's guys that are not so good. Mm. And then you get to the big leagues and this is where it matters. So if you go through your favorite fighters, most of their records are like... You're gonna see a couple guys with quote unquote cans, right? It's gonna be a couple cans. That's mm. just that's just the game. That's just the game. So, um, some more than others, yeah. But it is what it is. If, if I saw a guy going out smoking a cig before he walks out, I'm immediately I'm like I want that guy to win. That I'm a fan favorite <laughs> of that guy. Like Joe Schilling. <laughs> Joe Schilling was a bad boy, bro, in glory kickboxing, motherfucker, just smoking mad cigarettes, that's mad hilarious. weed, just showed up like. What's I'm up? Here, and he here. was a bad boy, bro. Like fighting out of ta- fighting in like eight man tournaments and shit. That's absurd. That's Winning hilarious. and shit like that, just <laughs> terrible. Kamora said, "Sounds like Colossus Kid." That's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> also, UFC Mod sixty nine said Habib had over three hundred amateur fights off record, and so does Islam. Okay, and and that's what makes them so good, I think. Right, because the uh, amateur scene is so different too. Amateurs, it's like boxing, right? And boxing dudes fight every weekend. Dudes have like 300 fights easily. Well, I don't know how true that is with, with Khabib and Islam, but um, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised because mm. dudes just taking fights every weekend. And MMA, even me as an amateur, right? I was an amateur for a while, right? And I and I had a ton of amateur fights, but nowhere near the amount of that. amount of like 200. I don't even have, I don't even think I have double digits, right? right amateur yeah. fights. But that's because the way I approached it, I approached it as if, I fought every three months or so, every four, every six months. I approached it as if I was, you know, fighting as a professional. Right. Training camp, I had to be prepared X amount of time. You know, protocols I went through. Some guys just fought, just fight. They show up. They just continuously train. Don't matter. They go to every class, win, lose. Who gives a fuck? And they just show up and they they fight. Yeah. You know? And, um, yo, shout out to those dudes. Those dudes are fucking monsters. Mm, that, that's a bit wild, though. Um. Jonkin said he also fought dudes like Eldorov, Bagov, Shamalov, Shamalov. <laughs> decent, maybe even good guys. It's just in the regional scene. Your next fight isn't always a better guy. Against yes, a better guy. I agree. I agree with that. And so that sparked him saying that. I think sparked some like where people are thinking like, "Hey, the Russian guys now all the do do is fight is cans." Everyone's like, "Oh, these right. Russian dudes come with the pattern. And Brazilians." The Brazilians, and <laughs> I it's think been we can, proven. I dog. think we can. I don't know, man. The Brazilians, it's been proven, but Russia, I'm not sure. sure. Funny. Oh, so so uh comment first time viewer, so free to Lala said, Randy, you look good right now. Eye emojis. Wow. All right. Thank you. So thanks. She's not a first time viewer. She's I a know. black belt. I know I'm kidding. <laughs> Where's my you look good, Phil? It's okay. We'll move on. All right. Next up. Well, what do you think? Who are we taking in this fight? I don't really know much uh, about these dudes. I don't know. This guy's making his debut, Renat Fakhratinov, Dinov, uh, but he's the favorite at minus 275, and Mikhailis is plus 220. All right. Up next, another lock, boys. Another uh, lock in my book. Another lock. I'm going with uh, 
Zalgas. Oh, Zalgas really? is another lock in this one, boys. Jeff Molina, he's a he's a prominent star in the UFC though. He's coming yeah, up he's undefeated, coming up. two and zero oh so up. far. He's Dana White contender series guy. Um, I think he might be the favorite coming to this fight, but um, well, that's why lock up on Zalgas, boys. Oh, they, all right. So you got a second lock of the night, but um, well, side side note, did you see Jeff Molina when he tweeted on Twitter? No, he got the pride shorts. You know, you could like opt in for getting the pride, like rainbow flag shorts. Oh, when you said pride, I automatically thought pride. Like, FC. Uh, FC. <laughs> so yeah, he got like the rainbow mm-hmm. thing and he said that people were tweeting at him, uh, like asking if he's gay and like asking him out and stuff like that, like other men. And then he said, he's just being trolls. Uh, probably. And then, it, but then he also said to all the haters, like being uh, anti-gay, whatever. I don't know. He said like, basically fuck yourself. Uh, but I just well, thought it was funny. Well, you know, it's MMA, bro. Everyone's so fucking masculine and tough. You know, who's who's more alpha than fucking Jeffrey Molina? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Who's more alpha than him? You think the dude tell the in the in the background is on the Twitter on Twitter that's so mad about politics and politics leads everything that they need to talk about? You know what I mean? It's like fuck off. Who cares? If people want to be gay, let them like be mad about it. Like, oh, why do they need a whole month? So? Who, Live your who life. Gives a shit? Yeah, who honestly, cares? who cares? <laughs> right. Uh but I'm gonna go against you. I think Jeff Molina's a lock. Okay. I think Jeff Molina a lock though. I don't. I mean, maybe not a lock, but I think Jeff Molina takes his fight. All right. Even against Zaglas, Zaglas has been in the UFC for not too not too long, but he's got a decent amount of fights and he's yeah, fought but, some top competition. But look at the competition. He's fought what? Did he fight? Uh, let me pull him up right now. Manel Cape. Oh, and he's been doing well. You know what I mean? He does. <laughs> the fights are pretty good. Well, his, no, his fights are good. He's won. His, in, oh, that's what he, his debut was against Ruelin Paiva. But he's one in three in the UFC right now. Okay, coming off a TKO loss to Manel Manel Cape, but his fights have been bangers that he's been in. They, I, that is that is true. This is a tough fight for him, I think. But I think I think he gets it over Jeffrey Molina only because I'm Jeffrey Molina isn't as experienced. He hasn't fought the, that level of competition that uh, that uh, Zagas has faced, and I love the way even Zagas had he 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 slipped a couple times. You know what I mean? He has some losses, but. There's a level of tenacity that he fights with, a level of nastiness that I think that Jeffrey Molina just hasn't seen yet. I mean, Jeffrey definitely has a, a, a huge reach and height advantage, but at the same time, I just believe Zagas may be able to overwhelm him in the grappling. In the grappling department. Yeah. Zagas does. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But that's my lock, boys. There you go. Uh, well, you got someone on your side. Actually, looking at the chat, everyone says... Uh, they're going against you. They say you smoking crack. All right. All right, <laughs> boys. Andy Brown locks are well, all are typically pretty good. But you have a fan. Chap Xbox Game said he beat Piva, in my opinion, and his fight with Albazi was close. Zaglas is mad underrated. He is underrated, man. That dude is underrated, so take it how you want to take it. Jeffrey Molina is also very good and, and newer, but that that's just it. He's new, right? Mm-hmm. So we still don't know what he's made of yet. Zalgas, I know what the fuck he's made of. Right. You've seen it. So. There you go, people. Okay. Next up. Next up. Uh, Gravely. Johnny Munoz versus Tony Gravely. I love Gravely. Gravely is a dog of a wrestler, man. Mm. Mean, nasty, in your face, great cardio, never stops, high output, all my only critique is the dude never moves his head out the way. Uh, his I head remember, is always there. He's yeah. always there to be hit, but he's such a savage. 
You know what I mean? He's coming forward. He's wrestling. He's relentless with that wrestling. I think he goes far. For me, Tony Gravely is a pick. Mm. With a record of 22-7 and also. Was this guy a wrestler before? Yes. Mm. Oh, he's a Dana White Contender Series guy, too. Three and two in the UFC so far. Uh, Two TKO wins, split decision win. And he's been finished twice in the UFC now. But... John Johnny Munoz Jr. I don't honestly I don't know this guy. He's one and one in the UFC right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the, who's uh, the win over and who's the loss over? Jamie by? Simmons rear naked choke and his losses to Nathan Manet Maness. Okay, he had, he's fought he only fought once a year, August twenty twenty and then August twenty twenty one. So he's basically fighting one time every year. It's kind of that for being a new fighter. I feel like that's not good. It's not great, but um, it happens. I mean, this is only his third fight in three years. Two things we don't know. Could also, one, be injury. Right. Also, sometimes guys come in and they just play it safe. They turn down fights. I'm not saying that's what he did. But also, sometimes the UFC gives you that time off, you know? Mm. If if they're high on you, you do well. If you have a lot of hype, but I don't know him, so I'm not sure if he has a lot of hype. But typically, if they know that you need to be developed, like look at Chase Hooper, they'll give you a year off. Mm. They kind of force you to take that year off and say, hey, go develop. Mm. You need to work. And they want to see you. They'll bring you back another year just to see how you look. It's like a, their quote unquote developmental program. Right. So I'm saying then you go back again. They let you chill for a year and then they kind of grade you and see how you how you do. Mm. You know, they did that to me earlier in my career. Right. Kind of give you a year. Kind of cool, though. I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's good. You know, to see let you build and let you develop and see. I mean, they see potential. Yeah. So let's see. Nice. Uh. Costa says, I'm convinced I'm being ignored. Oh, what'd he say now? Uh, oh, he put a thing. Zaglas get for, gets for Volod. Oh, he said, Zaglas gets for Volod. Inshallah, Almaladulia. Phil, please read this LMAO. There you go. I read it, bro. There you go. You do not get ignored. We never ignore you. Abdullah says, what up? Sup. Sup, Abdullah. Right. Uh, but Johnny Munoz plus 110, Tony Gravely minus 130. Yeah, I'm taking Gravely here. Ooh, welterweight. Let go, let go, let go. Oh, God, go. is this Benoit St. Denis? Is that the guy that got absolutely almost murdered in the octagon in Abu Dhabi where the ref didn't stop it? Is that this guy? Is it? I think it is. Because oh I remember he was God. from Paris or, or he was from France. That was horrible. Bro, no, like, that, I actually was screaming at the TV, like, please yeah, stop. Horrible. Everyone was That I, was scary. Dana said that referee would never, never, ever ref another fight in the UFC. Probably never, I would hope, anywhere. Bro. I was, well, that was my first time ever seeing that ref for one. Yeah, that yeah, he, he was, was a rookie. He it was, was in Abu Dhabi. And it was COVID <laughs> stuff, and like, but still, yeah, this dude literally was just getting smoked, bro. And I and it looked like he was. We were about to witness the first death in the octagon. Like no, like actually though, like yeah. seriously. Yeah, yeah, no and he joke. got he got kicked in the balls twice. Ref was like, go. He got poked in the eye, I think, or he got kicked in the nuts, and the mm. ref was like, "Are you okay?" And the guy's like, "No, I need more time." And then the ref literally goes, "All right, back." And they, hey, he was, he had a, he was forced to fight after he just said, "I can't go." Here, here's my thing with that, all right. And this is, this is just, this is my take. I, I don't know how, I don't know how y'all feel about it, right? But when are we gonna have a real conversation? And that this, I think this needs to be sparked. Like we need to talk about this in the community of MMA. When are we going to start having a conversation of like, there's a stigma, you know, there's a stigma in MMA for this tough guy stigma that 
it's a negative thing to throw in the towel. Right. Like it's like, oh, we never you go out on your shield at all point at all times, dog. What? <laughs> Live to fight another day. Right. Sometimes the guy has you beat. Sometimes it's not your day. It's not your day. And we've seen it. It's not uh, you've seen it not be a fighter's day and he's fighting and he's trying and he's trying but and he won't quit. He won't quit. He won't because he's a warrior. He just will not. Fighters will not quit. That's just how we are built, right? And for 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 the coaches to just sit there and allow that, that is that just means that tells me that the coaches don't give a fuck truly about you, right? They're there for either one thing, their own ego, their money, and their, their money, whatever the fuck, right? But it's not because they have love for you. Because any fighter that any coach that has a love for their fighter. Like a genuine uh, connection, they wouldn't allow that. They right. would feel like they need to do something. They would have to. They feel the need to jump to in intervene, there. Intervene, yeah. You know what I mean. And these dudes just allow this dudes to just be getting smashed in the head. And here's the thing: in boxing, we've witnessed death. Right? Sports have been around a lot longer, so there's been, you know, a few deaths. And I think that that's why people are more inclined to stop it. And Quick side, I'm not, this is like I'm gonna go off on a on a on a I don't want to go off on a tangent, but a quick side note also, right? In in boxing, sometimes people ask me, right? I know I'm going off on a tangent, but sometimes people ask me like, "Oh, why why do you think people think that MMA is more vicious than Listen, boxing?" Yeah. And it's not. It just looks that way, right? But in this case, with Ben Saint Denis. It could have been like that because of his heart, right? A lot of times in boxing, if a guy's just better than you, there's nothing you could do. He just, but you just, you just have a heart, you have the heart of a lion. You refuse to quit. You got a granite chin, and you just fucking in there, no matter what. You just refuse, and your coaches are just sitting there, just watching this go on, right? And dude is just beating the fuck out of you, just beating the absolute dog shit out of you, right? And you refuse to quit. In boxing, he's just better than you. There is no lucky punch. There's nothing that you have. This mother, you cannot touch him. He's he's in better shape right now. You can see your gas, and he's just beating the fuck out of you, but you refuse to go away. That's how dudes die. That's how dudes get brain damage because your head just constantly doing trauma over and 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 over. You get knocked down, boom, they stand you back up. You beat the count. True, yeah. Beating on your head again over and over and over and over. 12 three-minute rounds. Yeah, that's crazy. In MMA... It looks crazy because it's bone on bone, it's shin, it's elbows, you know what I mean? It's cuts and shit, so it looks crazy. But typically, motherfucker gets cracked certain type of ways or they go down, you know, maybe one, two, start grabbing, they cover up, yeah. uh, it's, it's done. It's over, yeah. it's over, you know what I mean? You're lost. You're lost, Rock, you're lost. <laughs> That's it. Now, in this fight, that wasn't the case. Mm. This motherfucker was just getting beat. And even I was kind of hoping his opponent would like take him down. I'm like, yo, right. take this dude down, bro. Just just do him that favor. Just take him down. But he just wouldn't. He would just continue to beat his ass. But Ben was kind of in the fight a little. He was still in the fight. But his coaches needed to do something. I felt so bad. And I hope they had a serious conversation. He had a serious conversation with his team. And they they... They did something moving forward. That's it. I just don't well, know how to put it. According to Jonkins, the pimp, he said Denise and his corner both thought nothing was wrong with not stopping the fight. Oh, my God. Now, no. that's just dumb. Now, here's the thing. Also, most I'm going to tell you all something, right? Most MMA guys, I know I'm going on all these fucking rants. I'm sorry. But most MMA guys, they never came up with a single coach that cared for them. 
they always go to these big camps, right? And they got this guy and that guy, and they jump to this guy, then they jump to that guy, and they got all these people that have a fighters come to them a dime a dozen. Right. You know what I mean? So there's no real MMA. It's like, oh, my brother. Everyone's your brother in MMA. Oh, my brother, my brother this, my brother that. Everyone's your fucking brother, right? But there's no real connection, I think. You know what I mean? When you come up with your, with your coaches from amateur days, day one, it's not, not a factory of just fighters coming through. That motherfucker taught you how to mm. fight. Y'all got a different connection, like almost like father and son connection. You see what I'm saying? That is... A different that is different. I think guys like that. If you see something happening to the fight, the, the towel will come in. Right. Someone the the coach will jump in. You'll see that motherfucker jump over the cage. Be like, yo, no, it's done. Because they actually care. Because they actually care. Mm-hmm. Some motherfuckers are just waiting for you, praying that. Oh, come on, you gotta win. You gotta win. Do something. You gotta pull it off. Praying he pulls it. This motherfucker is dead, bro. He's not <laughs> pulling it off for nothing. The fight's done. He's gonna have brain damage and shortening his and, career. Yeah, and you didn't do anything to stop it. Yep. But yeah, it's fucked. Our rant's over. Nah, I mean, it was a good one. Also, Abdullah said, in boxing, the coaches and fighters have genuine connection. I yeah, because you here. think in boxing, they raise them from their children. These kids have been boxing and, and being groomed for this lifestyle since they were like nine, eight years old. Wow. You know what I mean? In MMA, it's just fucking random. This guy comes over to this gym. Right now, I can, there's, I can go to any big gym, and because I have a name, they're like, oh, yeah, come on down, bro. Come on down. And, like, you know, I trained for a little bit, and all of a sudden, they cornered me. Now, you don't know what the fuck to tell me, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's that's MMA. Also, shout out Aaron M. He subscribed. Aaron, what up, Aaron? Uh, that that reminds me of Johnny Walker though. When he just you saw that fight, he got knocked out by Jamal Hill after, and then his or what's his name, uh, Connor's coach, yeah, was in the bottle in the back like with a bottle of proper twelve whiskey, like sell. After he got knocked out. Wait, wait, wait. No, so Johnny, no, no. remember Johnny Walker's fight against All Jamal right, Hill? Hold on, give me the context. Where was he? He was in a corner with a bottle of whiskey? No. <laughs> no, no. I think they were in the hotel room after. Okay. So, like, he just got, like, just probably got back to the hotel after he got mm-hmm. knocked out, whatever. And, like, they were, I don't know, John Kavanaugh, right? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. He was, he was, uh, he was like, him and Johnny Walker took a picture of his, him and his girl. And then his, the coach just happened to be in the background and he was holding up proper 12 whiskey in the back. Uh, that's that's <laughs> hard. To, that's Connor's hard to like. Coach. Yeah, 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 you know. But that that's what happened. He went over to Ireland. We John ride Walker. together. We die together. Right. Bad boys for life. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's supposed to be. That's what it's supposed to be. You know, we share the we share the frowns. We share the smiles. But sometimes, you know, I've seen guys lose fights horribly, get knocked out, and just be walking around the hotel by themselves. Sometimes just sitting around by themselves. I once fought a guy, bro. Right. I TKO'd the dude, and my coach had to cut him out of his raps. Later that afternoon. Damn, yeah, that's He fun. was by himself just wandering around. Damn, what the heck? And it's like, bro, like, what are we doing here? Like, where's the commission didn't see you? Like, where's, <laughs> like, where's, did you go to the doctor? Like, this is your, where's your team at? Yeah, that's wild. He was just kind of just sitting in the lobby. Just kind of, like, by himself, just, just picking at his raps. Like, this. <laughs> the heck? That's and my coach, really- like, went over to him, cut his hands out, cut his, cut his thing out with the scissors and just kind of. Had like a thirty minute conversation with oh, him, wow, just right. like you know, trying to cheer him up and like, and it's just like, dog, like your team needs to be there for you right, because this sport is fucked. You know what I'm saying? Like you need somebody to be there for you, but mm. that's that's real fucked, honestly. Um, Excessor said Randy gets kicked in the leg once, and I would cry and throw in the towel because I don't want to see my brother get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but back to this fight. Yes, this is the guy that got absolutely 
beat on mm-hmm. uh, with the, the worst ref possibly in the history of UFC. Um, so he, that was his debut fight. I think that was his debut yeah, fight too in the UFC. Sh- was it short notice? I believe it was. I might have been. Yeah, it might have been. Dude, he's only twenty six years old. Mm. That's fucked. Mm. But uh, Nicholas Stoltz, he is zero and two in the UFC. This is his third fight. Uh, his last fight is a KO loss to your former foe, Jared Gooden. I remember that. Uh, that's his, I think that was his only win in the UFC. Why is he a foe? Because he fought him. Yeah, he's uh and he's a ninja turtle shell head. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Stoltz I, I really like Nicholas Stoltz I think that He's long rangy And Super fast starter For For a guy Built like him You know what I mean He's in your face He's still Good kicks um, Knows how to use his range well This is gonna be a good matchup I don't know who's gonna take this I don't know enough about uh, What's his name Benoit Benoit Except that he got Yeah he's tough Except for shit, that I last guess. fight But um I'm I'm not too sure who to take in this fight, but I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on this. Well, Nicholas Stoltz is plus one thirty five. Benoit Saint Denis Denis minus one fifty five is his favorite. Nice. Um, Next fight, I says hi, Sof. Of course, he's a fiend. Next fight, I am a huge fan of Damon Jackson, bro. Damon Jackson is a beast. This guy, whenever he he comes to fight, he's putting on crazy fights, like sick fights. He he actually reached out to Dana. He I got saw Dana's that. number. I saw that. Yeah, texted him. You know, he reposted it and all that. Shouldn't have posted it though. Should have kept. Yeah, I know that's kind. Of, yeah, <laughs> that, was that was weird. Little, I thought that was, that was weird. Like, like dog, Dana ain't never talking to you again. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I guess it was cool that he reached out and said that stuff. But um, he basically said, if people don't know, he basically texted Dana saying like, "I'll take this fight on short notice." I think it was like a day or two. Yeah, day or two short notice. He's like, "I'm in Vegas. I'm I'm in shape. I'm ready to fight." Blah blah blah. And Dana was like, "We love that. Thank you so much. Reach out yeah. more often because we love to see that." Yeah, whatever. But regardless of that, Damon Jackson is a fantastic fighter. Dude, this guy is strong. I feel like a very well-rounded fighter on the feet. Great, great grappling. Um, exactly. Grappling mean, everywhere. He's in your face. Now, let me ask you this. He's 20-4. and four, Phenomenal record. He Was he... Was he... I believe he was in the UFC before. He was, yeah. Then he, he got cut he, or released. I don't know what happened there. Well, he... Yeah. Then he went to PFL. He went to LFA, LFA, PFL, and that's where he had that flying knee. He got knocked. He out got knocked out by, by that dude. by that Russian dude that who, does who, that. Yeah, he, he flying yeah. knees people and knocks them the fuck out. Um, that was that's another bad dude. But he came back, right? Got put some wins together. Came to the UFC, and every fight he's been in the UFC is is just been a there's, bar burner. There's been bangers. He's got two finishes in the UFC. Uh. Been finished once in the UFC by put that by Ilya Taporia, but still Taporia is a savage. Regardless, he's on a two fight win streak right now, and like we said, this guy's this guy's going out there putting balls to the wall. Like, yeah, I enjoy his fights. Yes, I'm I'm a huge fan of Damon Jackson. I think that he's going to he's going places. He's gonna be making a name for himself. He's just one of those fighters that's gonna be around and people are gonna just love to see. Exactly, because he's always putting on a show. He fought one of the fights he fought. I don't know. We were on the same card. I don't remember who. What fight it was, but he took a massive elbow. Oh, and, he and it was just gushing. blood yeah. everywhere. And the the dude still fought like a savage through all the way through to October the 9th? October ninth, yeah. Mackenzie Dern versus yes. Rodriguez. Yes, who was who did Charles he fight? Rosa, who he beat Rosa. Yeah, bro, he was in a 
fucking war, and he just he still won the fight. Yeah, you know his blood everywhere. I don't even know how he could see. I know that shit. I remember you said that you went out to the uh, octagon. You were like, what I just the got hell? there. Yeah, you're like, what the heck? No, no I, I just arrived to the oh, arena and you saw blood. And there's a TV right as soon as you walk in, so that you can see the fights. And I just look up, and it's just that's even that is just like fuck. Imagine that could just fuck with somebody. Like yeah. if you're not like mentally tough, it's like you're walking and just blood every TV is just somebody just getting you know you're next up you're like oh, holy shit only two things can happen you can either freeze up and be like damn That's get nervous me. or you can just be like fuck that that ain't gonna be me yeah right so I don't know but that that was intense that was a great fight and I'm looking forward to watching Damon Jackson I don't mm. know much about Daniel uh uh Agruda, what is this? Is this his debut? Debut eight and oh, two wins by some uh KO TKO four by submission and two by decision so. Uh, I don't know. This guy's pretty new still. Obviously making his debut with a record of eight and zero. Hell of a debut. Yeah, exactly. Against Damon Jackson, that's that's a that's not an easy debut at all. But Damon Jackson also is the major favorite, minus five seventy five, and Daniel Argueta plus four ten. He might be the heaviest favorite on this card. I think he is. I'm going. Yeah. With, I'm going with Damon Jackson here. Yeah. I'm going with my boy Damon Jackson as well. Um, comments. Jonkin said, "I thought Jackson was a bum at first because the first fight of his I'd seen was versus Taporia." Yeah, exactly. And yeah, he got yeah. knocked down that fight. But I mean, that's once again against Ilya Taporia. But he nah. Damon Jackson's a beast. I like him a lot. Two K asked, "Wasn't he the dude who caught the spinning elbow on Randy's card?" Yeah, yeah, that's who we talking about. Then he started bleeding. He had oh, a sorry, major sorry. gash. And hung for hire said, "Damon Jackson, Damon Jackson is the 145 pound Tamden McCroy." Who's Tamden McCroy? I don't know. Let me look that up. Hold on. Now I'm curious. Also, 2K said, hot take. Taporia next to Volk is the hardest matchup for Max. Or Taporia next to Max is the hardest matchup for Volk. I don't know which mm. one. He's oh, Tamden McCroy. Okay. I know he's gonna we'll see. Him. We'll he's see. UFC fighter. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Abdullah said, Allen beats all three. So, yeah. Arnold Allen, of course you would say that because you're a English British fiend. Oh. Okay. Up next, Joe Selecki versus Alex da Silva. You know Joe Selecki, don't you? No. Oh, why did I think you know him? <laughs> I don't know who that is. Really? No. Oh. No, sir. Uh, Dana White contender series guy. Three and one in the UFC with his last fight being a split decision loss to Jared Gordon in October of 2021. Um, mm. 11 and three record. Seven wins by submission, one win by KOTK, and three by decision. And Alex Da Silva, 21 and three, possible padded Brazilian record. Hey, it, it might be. <laughs> it might be. But if this is the same guy that I'm thinking of, Mm. One and two in the UFC. His last fight was against Brad Riddell. How did he lose to Brad Riddell? Unanimous decision. If this is what I'm thinking about, he's solid. He's fucking solid. Oh, yeah? He's the real deal. I think, And you know what? I'm taking him for the win. <laughs> Even though you, you aren't sure if this is him. I'm unsure if it's him, but I... I think it is who I'm. I think it is him. I only saw him fight once, and I think I saw him fight Brad Riddell. Uh, and based off of that fight, I remember. Uh oh. <laughs> 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 All right. 
So people that didn't oh, see, no. <laughs> I just pulled up a random, oh, no. a random f- win he has over a knockout, flying knee knockout. The over entire screen. <laughs> over Silvio Fernandez. And the this entire guy, screen, dog. This guy is 0-7, so if that doesn't tell us. It, it was just L's, <laughs> the entire screen. If that doesn't show, dude, all of his so losses. the record is padded? All of his losses are by KO, TKO, and submission. Yeah. Uh, this if this is what I'm thinking of though, this guy is solid, bro. Like he lo- he was. Ex- I remember him being street. I just remember he was Brazilian and he was black and he was just he was strong as shit. And he was just in this fucking war. I remember he lost, but I was like, yo, this dude is bad. And I never seen him again. And I'm wondering if this is the guy. That's all I'm. Th- I'm wondering if this is the guy. Well, that's it. I mean, if it was, and if, I'm thinking it was Brad Riddell. If it I was, was like, it had it, to be Brad Riddell. It might be. It. But that wasn't a good look. I'm a, I'm a pull How up far down one. in his record did he? When did he fight that guy? 2015. That was. Oh, okay. That was. That pull up someone closer. But the last guy, last two guys right. before he got into the UFC. Right, pull him last up. Last two. He has a loss to this guy. I'm gonna pull up that in Brave CF nine and five. Some guy from Poland. And I'm gonna pull up. Yeah, in this one. Let's see. Eight and four. I'm gonna pull up another one. Doctor Stoppage, nine and four. So, I mean, See, you just, you, he just, we just got, un- he just got unlucky, <laughs> and you picked the wrong guy. I mean, twenty and eleven. I, I think this is the guy, but I think he's solid. <laughs> I'm not the fight that I've seen. I remember he had great grappling, and, but I think he gassed a little in, in the fight towards the end. He was extremely explosive. If this is who I think it, I, I just can't remember. I got to go back later, and I'm gonna write it in Discord later. I'm gonna post the fight in Discord or mm-hmm. write it in Discord later because I'm gonna go back and watch it. Now I got to watch his fight, his UFC fights because I got to know. Well, Chap Xbox game said the silver is good. That Riddell fight was close, and Kamora said he was out wrestling Brad, right? But got tired. Yes. And two K even said he was close with Brad Riddell. Yeah. Yes. This is this guy is good. Uh, it's him. It's him. It's who I'm thinking about because I remember this dude was in, he just gassed out, and I was like, yo, this guy is extremely good. I feel like a lot of Brazilian people gas. Is that a thing? I don't know. That's I guess that is right. <laughs> I feel like you see that a lot. You do see it a lot. Like but I was just thinking about your fight against intensity. what's his name. Uh, uh, Warley Alves. Warley Alves. Oh boy, gas hard. You know who else? Remember the uh, Diego Brandao? I feel like I don't know. my my uh, this is this is probably a shit take, but my <laughs> my theory is that um, they all w- kind of fight like Jose Aldo. Everyone looks up to Jose Aldo, and Jose Aldo fights with this level of intensity that's just unmatched, right? But I feel like a lot of people can't really match it. Keep that up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Jose Aldo can, but a lot of people can't. So I know I know it's a lot of Brazilians try to fight like Jose Aldo. Mm. That's that's just a random theory in my brain, right? And not to say that's correct, but <laughs> that's just be. that's just how I feel. And I, that's why they always gas because that style of fighting, I feel like Jose Aldo kind of set like mm, the a, standard a bar, of yeah. of how a lot of those guys fight from where they're from. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like uh you remember the Pitbull Gracie? Mm. Um what's his name? High and Gracie, mm-hmm. High and Gracie was another one that fought with that level of intensity. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of Brazilians fight like that. Oh, uh, what's his name too? Uh, How's his name? Axe Murder, Vanderlei Silva. Vanderlei Silva, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of Brazil. And but the fight like that, you got to have insane cardio. Right. You can't keep that up. Okay? Can't yeah. keep that up. Yeah. That's absurd. But shout out to the if the Silva's the person. So we agree that the Silva's the guy that I'm thinking of. That's what people are saying. Dude. All right. He's going to win. Joe Selecki, though, minus 165. <laughs> that's, that's my pick. And Alex De Silva, plus 145. The Silva, the lock. Another lock. We're locking it in. Lock it in, boys. All right. 
Damn, we haven't even gotten to the uh, main card yet. About to hit main card right now. Shout out to Odie Osborne, fellow Yachty. Mm. Damn, this fight right here. This fight is a tough fight. I like Odie Osborne a lot. Zarouk, I also like Zarouk. Zarouk's the homie. He's from Brooklyn. Yes. Shout out to shout out to my guy. Oh, Zarouk. Zarouk, yeah. He comes from kickboxing background. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I was going to say. Yeah, I we've talked about him. I know him well. Well, I don't know him. I've seen him fight many times. You filmed a lot of stuff for him, I've too. I've filmed so many, yeah, so much of his fights, of him just dealing with people crazy. Yeah, he was a bad dude on the local scene, man. He was... Hometown damn, favorite. Hometown favorite. He used through to through. He used to KO a lot of people just in pure kickboxing alone. Mm. And even in MMA... Earlier, he's he's still so green though in yeah. MMA because it was. I felt like he had a hard time putting it together in kickboxing. He's a fucking savage, mm. right? He's just beating the shit out of everybody. But then he came to MMA and he had like mixed results, right? Um, I like him a lot. But he's a good dude, and it's tough though. This is a hard fight for Odie Osborne. For Odie Osborne from Jamaica, Kingston, Jamaica, my guy. I think he's way more well rounded than Zarouk. Um. Do you think I think in this though? fight, whoever can implement their game plan wins. So if, obviously, Odie's going to get it to the ground. Oh, but Odie can strike. Against and a kickboxer, though? The thing is, Zarup has that MMA kickboxing. Stand-up is so different from the tip, your typical Dutch, kick, style. Dutch style. And he has that Dutch style through and through. Like, high guard, rah, 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 boom, and on a low kick. Like, explosive, but just high guard. There's no this is, MMA gloves a small surface area, man. Like, what are you gonna do? Mm. Can't just take it. You know what I'm saying? And Odie Osborne has a reach advantage. You know what I'm saying? So he could pick him out, pick him apart on the outside, and also better grappling. I I think you know what I mean. So it's a tough fight for Zarouk. Tough, tough fight for Zarouk. Um, but you know I got to go with my countrymen, so I'm taking Odie Osborne. There you go. Uh, Hunk for Hire said Zaruk got into the UFC too early. Yes, yeah, I that, think that's so. That's a hard transition. He got into the UFC way too early, man. I mean, we've talked about it before the people that come from kickboxing to over to MMA, that's most people don't do well. Yeah. You see, unless you have a good footwork and right. you fight with a different style, most kickboxers that Dutch style don't do well in MMA. Right. I think I'm going to have to go with Odie Osborne in this one as well, though. I, I do think Zaruk got to the UFC too early. I think that he should have fought more in the local scene, but I'm a huge fan. And I don't want to see any of these guys lose. You know what course, I mean? I like, yeah, you like both guys. Uh, and yes, Abdullah, Odie is the teacher. I don't know if he still teaches, but he is a teacher. Uh, Odie Osborne, minus 180, and Zarush Adashev, plus 155. Okay. Oh, Askar Mozarov? Wait, which one? Versus oh. Alonzo Menafield. Yes. Alonzo Menafield versus Askar Mozarov. Askar Mozarov making his UFC debut. Uh, 19 and 12 record. That's a pretty, that's an intense record, I feel like. Pretty wild. That's a, <laughs> I don't know, right? That's a lot. A lot of losses. In, uh, <laughs> that's a lot. I mean, but a lot of wins. Get into the UFC, though, too, right? That's kind of a crazy record. Yeah. Maybe he's very exciting. He's a very exciting fighter. Uh, well, just looking at his record, his losses, four. KO, TKO losses, and eight submission losses. So he's been finished for all of his losses. His record been changing, Odito. Did you see online? No, see what did it? say? Oh. He's, he's the guy. The, the, but apparently he like didn't, wasn't he, even there. He had there. like seven losses, and then all of a sudden like it kept coming out that he actually had more losses that got like brushed under the rug. That's sketchy as shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird as hell. So that's he not kept cool. changing. Apparently he would change his name. He kept changing his name so, and, and taking fights. 
So he fight under a different name and his record would be different. And that's like, so he's doing weird. that that's for mad long. Stuff. So I mean, now that, that the truth you. came out about his record. But that shows you he obviously does not have the confidence in himself. It's not even that. It's just these fucking European dudes, bro. And 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 all these dudes from Europe, a lot of the times it's like we can't we don't know how much fights they truly have. Like some right. dude just said Khabib got three hundred amateur fights. You know what I mean? Who knows? And most of those quote unquote amateur fights are like they're pro rules. Right. Did you know Marab was supposed to fight um Shout out to Marab, Makashvili, that's my guy, right? The machine. But Marab was supposed to fight uh Ronnie. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> On the amateur Jesus scene, Christ. and my coach stopped it from happening, right? Yeah, that's and it was like, yo, Ronnie had two fights. Yeah, that's a bit crazy. And they were like, Marab was like, yo, they were like, yeah, Marab had, hey, he's the only, he only, he only had three fights, and it's like, yeah, it was a perfect matchup. Dog, we did some digging. Marab had like fucking fifteen amateur fights. Holy Them shits shit. was all pro rules, and Damn. we talking about Marab, dog, Marab, yeah. the machine. He's for a reason. Yeah. My coach was like, hell no. <laughs> hell no. Right? And they were like, yeah, he only has three fights. Duck. Fuck that. He's about to smoke my guy. Come on. Yeah, they're trying to pull a fast one. Trying to pull a fast one on my guy. Never. Damn, good right? thing that did not happen. <laughs> right? <laughs> Poor Ronnie, man. <laughs> For real? <laughs> the fuck? Oh, man. But that's what happens. That's what happens with a lot of these Russian guys. I mean, how are you going to question it or look it up? Yeah, honestly, like you, I don't know. I don't know. That's just that's yeah. just the the regulation over the the that there's no real sanctioning body. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's kind of hard to keep track of. Mm. So unless they're fighting in specific organizations, it's tough. Right? It's tough because not even gonna lie. There's organizations that you could fight in here in America. Random fucking a state that right. s- some backyard shit that is quote unquote sanctioned, but not really fight no one gives a fuck and then you just come back home like hey i didn't fight i'm an amateur i've seen guys go to brazil turn pro and then come back to america fighting amateur that's absurd it's crazy i have 10 10 full fights in brazil as a professional come back in america amateur that's so weird right that's, that's honestly <laughs> it's scheme. unfair because they go get that yeah, experience exactly it's a scheme against cans but hey no <laughs> uh but looking at alonzo menafield He's got wins over Paul Craig, Fabio Charant, and then he's got losses over Devin Clark, OSP, and William Knight. I feel like there's a bit of inconsistency with his records here, with his wow. record. Four and three in the UFC, or excuse me, three and three in the UFC right now, coming off a United decision loss to William Knight. Um, but in this one, simply because the news has come out against Askar Moserov, I'm going with Alonzo Menafield. Yeah, me too. Minus 195 and plus 165 for Askar. Now I really want to see this guy fight. Like I'm actually excited for see, this. Guy. You want to see what his skill level is yeah, really like. Imagine right? he comes out, he's terrible. <laughs> like actually, like god awful. Yo, that tattoo is fired on. Yeah, his I know chest. that. I, that actually is kind of <laughs> cool. Dial five said the amateur MMA scene in the U.S. is tiny, and he said, "Does street beefs actually go on people's amateur records?" The fuck <laughs> does it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I might go. Street beef is the one in there, that little round shit. Yeah, right? yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, Maybe. So, uh, yes. chat for me, please. Got you. Um... Sorry. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay, you got a lot of... I've, this was from no. before. Some of these were old. No, no, it's fine. It's okay. Yeah, don't. It's okay. Uh, Kamor no said Phil's going to add that tattoo to his collection. Might be off the mat <laughs> for a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you didn't want it to be red? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. That just came up. I didn't even see that. And Line Crusher said, no, it doesn't, about street beefs. Oh, uh, good. Um. Also, there was some before... 
Michael Trezano versus Lucas Almeida. <laughs> bueno. Uh, Michael Trezano. You know him. Great fighter. That You know him. Yes. That's great, who I was thinking great of. Fighter. That's who I was great thinking fighter. of. Great fighter. Great fighter. Where is he from? He's Jersey. from Jersey. Oh. Trains out of Tiger Showman. Um, excellent fighter. Uh, very underrated skills. Um, I don't know much about Lucas Almeida. But I do know a lot about um, Michael Trezano, and I think that Trezano is extremely underrated and has a very bright future in the UFC for sure. Well, I will tell you about Luis Almeida. Talk to me. Debut, making his UFC debut, 13-1 record. He fought on the Contender Series in September 2021 where he lost, Mm -hmm. so he did not get that contract. But uh, out of his 13 wins, eight come from KOTKO and five by submission, so he's finished all of them. And one loss is by decision. And that was on the Dana White Contender Series. Oh, I'm taking, I'm taking, you know I'm taking. Michael Trezano. Michael Trezano. I don't know enough for this to be a lock. I don't know enough about the other guy for it to be a lock. But um, that's my pick there. So far, we got three locks, right? Yep. All right. How many did you promise? Uh, three is usual. T- three is usual, but okay. I, I'm feeling generous. We didn't have a show last week, so I'll give one more. Um, Trezano, minus 225. Lucas Almeida, plus 185. Lion Crusher said, why did y'all skip the women's fight? Uh, Phil's Ooh. a woman hater. Uh, WMMA, <laughs> no, Phil's a WMMA hater, and then Abdullah said, "I fucking hate this disgusting <laughs> sexism." I did nothing wrong here, and I love how I'm getting blamed. And Jonkins and who else? Aaron said that Trezano also lost to Hakeem when Hakeem came back looking better than ever. Right, I remember that fight. Yet yeah, uh, Hakeem put in work. I remember that one. Wow. Mean Hakeem. That's a bad boy. That's another bad boy. Um. Up next. next up. Dan Ige, a fan favorite, fifty yep. k. Yep. Shout out to Dan Ige. I love watching that dude fight. Yeah, Not necessarily. He's been newer to the UFC, but he just is. you've seen him so much, you think he's been around a long time. Oh really? He, he hasn't been around that long, but he's been consistent in fighting. He's been fighting a lot. So, um, shout yeah. out to Dan Ige. He, he had his Dana White Contender Series debut in twenty seventeen, and his UFC debut against Julio Ars in twenty eighteen, and he has had. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven fights. Sheesh. Going seven and three or seven and four. That's yeah. not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, number ten ranked Dan Ige versus number thirteen Mozar Evlov. Uh, I'm gonna say right off the bat, Mozar Evlov is a beast, bro. This guy's a future champion. Yeah, fifteen and zero. Um, Mozar. Guy, his striking is. Mozar gets it done here. Yeah, I kind Mozart of agree. I mean, this dude is extremely dynamic. Yeah. He can do everything. He yeah. can strike, he can wrestle. He can do he can do everything. I mean, that's really it. He can he, and he, he spins, you know what I mean? He does flashy shit. He has this, a touch of the flash. The guy could do it all. And even in the weigh-ins you saw the face-off. He was so polite. Yeah. The face-off, he he was like he was like I respect you, brother. And then there was a pause. <laughs> But I must smash you tomorrow. <laughs> oh, tomorrow I must smash you. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then and then Ige, Ige goes. Uh, and he said, "No, <laughs> I'm going to smash you." And then they just shook hands, shook hands, and it was over. It's like two all right, gentlemen. <laughs> two gentlemen. But you know, the, these guys. It's funny you see that kind of like just nonchalantness and just mm. calmness. But underneath all of that, you know, it's fucking. They're Kill ready. Season. They are murderers, right. both of them. And when they fight, it you're going to see yeah, it. You know exactly. what I mean? Sometimes all the dudes with the rah-rah and the barking is like typically don't deliver. Let and then bang, you see bro. two dudes like this who just show up. They're just like, 
whispering to each other whispering to <laughs> each other like i'm gonna smash you he's like nah i'm gonna smash you because they have the control they have that yeah. confidence so mm. tomorrow you know what it's gonna be but uh my pick is gonna be mozart for yeah. this one i'm going definitely with mozart but i'm love. never counting out dan eager because that motherfucker can. got bombs in his hands and he could he is very durable as well yes uh but dan eager plus 310 mozart evloff minus 410 also, shout out facility rated with party of seven. What's up? Oh my An boy. operator error. First time chat. Yo yo yo. Yo, what, what up? up bro? What up? What, what up? up? What people? up? How we doing? And facility. Shout out my guy, facility Thank man. You for joining. I go show us. facility some love. Alrighty, main event time. Number seven, Alexander Volkov versus number eight, Yairzinho Rosenstruck. Uh, how do we feel about this being the main event? Why do they always put? I actually saw a statistic. Well, not a stat, but they put someone put like a chart. The heavy and heavyweight fights have been leading. Like a significant amount. I mean, why not? People, who doesn't want to see a good heavyweight fight? You, is you're this, almost is this, guaranteed to finish. Is this play. a good heavyweight fight? All heavyweight fights are good heavyweight <laughs> fights. Don't worry. You know well, what it is. You know what it is. Here's what I'm thinking. Dial why said about the Ige fight? He said this should be the main event. Mm. Before I didn't read that. But here's the thing: heavyweight. It's something about heavyweights. It's just the the. There's a level of prestigiousness when you talk about heavyweights in the combat world. You know what I mean? The Mike Tyson's, the uh, the Holyfield. It's just, though. it is absolutely in if boxing, you, in combat sports in general. Heavyweights always lead. That's what they get. They get the most money, right? And it's it always just very exciting. That's just what. That's just combat culture. If you don't know anything about combat, typically that's just the nature of I mean, the beast. I guess that makes sense. Would you rather see two giant? 260 pound men fight each other would you rather see two 125 pound men fight each other i want to see these two big exactly massive men fucking throw hammers at each other because you know somebody's guaranteed to get knocked yeah, out that makes sense. more than yeah. likely 80 percent of uh heavyweight fights someone gets knocked out right but do you feel like heavy the heavyweight the weight class has like super high like is everyone super highly like what weight class do you think has the most highly skilled well Marine oh 100 they're not the highly yeah. the, the the best skilled the most skilled fighters in my opinion are the 45ers mm. 45ers or, and lower typically the most skilled the the heavier the guys get the less the skill the skill goes. it's more about being fit and more and and oh. strong and shit like that That's so a, do you think that also adds to the allure is that like i'm not saying it's the knockouts time. it's not all the, yeah. the allure is the knockouts the knockouts and also if like if there's not as much maybe skill going on then there's more knockouts also yeah i guess but typically like even there's guys i'm not gonna say any names but there's guys that used to fight kickboxing and i know guys that that fight kickboxing their entire life right they go they're about say they're about 25 years old and decide like hey i'm gonna go be a boxer now lighter weight classes they go and they get fucked up and they get smoked mm. right it's just not happening right right and then you see a guy who was a kickboxer his entire life, 25 years old, decides like, oh, you know what, I'm going to go box now. Makes it to the top of the sport, mm. right? Granted, maybe, you know, some things happen, doesn't become world champion, but was fighting for world and had opportunities to fight for world championships right. and had the potential to become a world champion. Mm. But that's because the skill level is not as high at the, when you're a heavyweight, I think, mm. you know? Um Back to this fight, though. Alexander Volkov versus uh, Jarzinho Rosenstruck. I think a lot of why people are complaining about this is because it's two guys that don't market themselves. Right. It's two guys who are just comfortable and just, they just they show sit up on and, They show yeah. up and they sit on their fighting ability. They don't really say much. There's no controversy. There's no... There's just two quiet guys who just fight. Mm. You know? And I think that's people why... Drama. Yeah. That's why it's quote-unquote boring where it's like, oh, why is this the main event? But these guys are top dogs. 
I mean, they're these the top, the top of the guys division, who've yeah. been in. The, they're in the top of the division, but they're reason they're not a draw is because they don't sell themselves. Mm. And we recently just saw Chill Sonnen say that about uh, what is the guy uh, Tom Aspinall and Tom Aspinall clapped back yeah. saying, "Hey, I'm not a WWE guy. I'm a fighter." Right. And I think there should be a healthy balance, in my opinion. I think that you should be entertained, especially if you if you have a fight style that's entertaining. You're knocking people out, right? But at the same time. Having something different about you, or even just having a personality, having a personality you know what I mean. I letting think that people letting people know, letting people in, I think, I think is a huge part, you know, to 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 uh, to the success in, in combat. Because at the end of the day, we're still entertainers. Mm. You know, we are still entertainers. So I also struggled with opening up to people. You know what I'm saying, and letting right. people into my life, especially on a major scale. Yeah, yeah, I still do. You know what I mean. I don't really like people in my shit, mm. but you know, you got to you gotta let that go a little bit, right? Makes sense. Um, so I think that's why people are mad about this being a main event. But they're two top tier fighters. This is gonna be a, a great fight. But and someone is probably gonna get finished. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Someone's getting finished there. I feel like it might be Volkov. You think? I think. I think if he can't maintain that range, I think if Jar Jarzinho touches him, he's gonna see. You know, Jarzinho got a death touch. That motherfucker touch. It don't even look hard. He just right. be like, eh. and you're out. Yeah, <laughs> dude just slept. <laughs> Well, Volkov <laughs> minus one fifty five as a favorite. Yeah, using your Rusen stroke plus one thirty five as the underdog. And that's the whole card, people. There um, it is. What do we got? Maroon had a question. He said, "How do you feel about fighters that have one punch knockout power and fight like they rely on it? Because if someone's just sitting back, it's boring until that one explosion." Um. Hey, everybody has their style. Or it works for them. But again, I personally think skills pay the bills. You can have all the power you want, but if you got nothing to touch, then what does it matter? You know what I mean? If you fight other guys who fight just like you, who want to just stand there with you, then then you, someone's going to get knocked out. But you yeah, eventually you're going to run into a motherfucker that got skill. You guys are glitching crazy on my screen. I don't know if that's for everybody. No, nah, we're good. Okay. Um, also, um, Kamora said, I just wish more title contenders and small weight classes got chances at five-round fights, five rounds before a title fight. That's true. You don't really see that too much. Like experience. Yeah, maybe if the main if they get headlines because every headliner is supposed to be five five, round, yeah. five rounds. So, True. but they don't get the headlines because you're not a draw, B. Not a draw. You got to be exciting, you know. Especially the more you get pumped into this. And here's the blueprint, right? I think. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I think. I'm not saying this it doesn't is what matter it is. what you say, bro. I, I know, right? <laughs> but I think that you have to be able to fight to get you in front of the eyes. Once you get in front of the eyes. Now it's more about being fight. You have to be entertaining, right? Now that you're entertaining, naturally people are going to hate you. People are going to like you, you know, depending on your personality. And then you just kind of play to that, you know, and then you continue to be a good fighter. And mm. that's what the entertainment value is what makes you the draw. It shows, yeah, exactly. You know, you're some guys, they get to the point where they get the eyes, but they just don't do anything about it. And they just keep fighting. And they don't really speak much. Leon Edwards. And then, yeah, Leon Edwards. And then it's just kind of like, yeah. And here, I think with the, uh, what's the name is the same, Rosenstrup. You know, people aren't really interested. He's, he's still pretty new, though. He is. Yeah, he went on a crazy tear out of nowhere. So did Volkov, bro. Volkov before he got, uh, I think, it was finished before uh, by uh, Black Beast. He was like knocking people out, like go yeah. on a tear in the UFC. I mean, yeah. that was granted was a couple of years ago, but he still. was cooking Derek Lewis too. Yeah, Up the until, entire fight until the last ten <laughs> until seconds, the last five 10 seconds. seconds. How much it was? Yeah. Man. Um, Operator error asked Rude Boy, "You got a fight schedule? We we talked about it before, before, but I'll let you." Um. Nothing scheduled yet, but a definitely a great 
a great matchup where it's in the works with uh we're cooking something up nice. We're talking to the matchmakers right now, so the next two to three weeks hopefully I have some news. There you, you go. Get me. So uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, did you see we obviously did not have fights last week mm-hmm. and did you see now for ten weeks straight, weekend Bang. straight? Is UFC fights. So we get to be here every Friday and Sunday for the next 10 weeks. Every Friday. All right, ready? I'm going to go through them. Tell me your top, your favorite one. UFC 275, Teixeira versus Prashaka is next. UFC Fight Night, Cater versus Emmett. UFC 276, Adesanya versus Cannoneer. UFC Fight Night, Dos Anjos versus Fazev. UFC Fight Night, Ortega versus Rodriguez. Mm. UFC Fight Night, Blaze versus Aspinall. UFC 277, Pena versus Nunez. My three favorites I could give you right now. Give whatever. All right, scroll up. We got top of the list, Adesanya versus versus uh, Cannonier. Second is gonna be uh that one right there. Ortega versus Rodriguez. Ortega versus uh, Rodriguez. That's at UBS Arena, on Long Island. Oh, we in there? Isn't that July sixteenth? July sixteenth. Oh yeah, we in there. We in there. Oh hell yeah! And um, I'm kind of excited for Dos Anjos Fazev. Ah, uh, I am too, but not as much as I am for those two. And finally, Adesanya Cannonier. No. Jerry. Oh, right. Glover to share versus <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Prashaka, bro. In Singapore. That's going to be sick. Yeah. Damn, that's a good one. That's next. That's next weekend. Yeah. Damn, bro. We get to see Jerry Prashaka fighting, and I'm actually really excited. I did a fight breakdown, like a, a him versus uh, Reyes oh. last week. And my the conclusion that, I, that I've come to is that I truly don't believe. I think he's his highly skilled. And the things that he does naturally cause it like it doesn't look technically sound because a lot of it isn't. But there is elements in his game that are extremely high level that cause problems for other people. Mm. You know what I mean? And I, I, I don't I'm unsure if he does that with the intention of. Of being high level, you know what I'm saying? I feel like it's just something things that he just does naturally that are really high level. Because he fights with a with a sense of just reckless abandon, right? Like, which which for me makes me cons- makes me show concern about him being a world champion and a consistent champion. He definitely has the ability to become champion, mm. but I don't see him being in an, 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 a dominant champion. Right. If that makes any sense, you know yeah, what I mean? Does, yeah, because he's. He just fights with so too much freedom, man. Yeah, he's just like swaying. He just, he just, but there is some so much elements in his game that can cause problems for a lot of motherfuckers if right. they don't know how to deal with it. I mean, we've seen it because he's doing some. He does a lot of high level shit, but at the same time, he does a lot of incorrect shit. That's I mean, reckless. Look what he did to Volkan Uzdemir. I feel like Uzdemir had no clue what to do in that fight. He did. Ended up getting knocked out. <laughs> he did, and he's extremely athletic and extremely fast. Right. So I, I cannot wait. I'm very. Uh, and I think that's why he's a star that he is today because people, it captures, just his style just captures you and like you just want to see, you're fascinated about about his style and like the guy, you know, with the martial arts, the way he approaches martial arts and him being a samurai and everything is just, it's very interesting. Right. Definitely is. All the videos he that are posted of him in the Discord and stuff is like, just him screaming at waterfalls and this shit guy like was that. in the in a desert. Someone posted a video of him just like kneel sitting in a desert. Meditating. Definitely Diego Sanchez, <laughs> Di- uh, Diego Sanchez vibes. But, There's no doubt about but that. But still, a lot more high level. Mm. And I don't and I don't think that though a lot of that was taught. I think that that's a lot of just natural God given ability. Right. You know, it's possible. No, it definitely is. So, uh, Kamara said Jerry might get cooked. 
Damn. <laughs> After all <Damn>. that. <laughs> also, Aaron, before, uh, when you were giving your list of fights to look forward to, Aaron said, bottom of the list for me, gender bender isn't a draw. No one knows Jared. Gender bender. That's a good yeah, one. Gender bender. That's fire. That ain't actually a good one. That I like funny. I like gynosaur, too. Yeah. But listen, I'm not going to sit here and let y'all disrespect my guy like that. Y'all cut it out. Listen, why is why do people not like Adesanya? I'm a huge fan of Adesanya. I mean, it's pretty can, obvious, right? Can the chat answer that? Let's let chat. That. Why do you Why do you guys not like Adesanya? I've seen a lot of dude get a lot of hate rate recently, and I think it's because the lack of finishes lately. I feel like just him being confident too in himself. I actually had a tweet about that recently. People do not like confident people. What is up with that? Do we always talk about this though? No, we do. It's like, what the fuck you want me to do? You want me to come in and be like, oh well, you know. So I'm not too sure, you know, maybe, <laughs> hopefully, I can get the win. But, you know, maybe if he wins, out. it's okay, too, you know. Like, wh- who the fuck wants to see that, bro? Like, I'm going to tell you exactly, I'm going to mean what I say and say what the fuck I mean, and I'm going to show up, and I'm going to be this guy, and I'm going to fight and show you my art. This is art that we do, no? Mm. This is not art. No, it is. It's martial arts. That's an, It's in the fucking it's name, name. Yeah. Right? And it's like, yo, I'm, I'm expressing my individuality through combat, the art of combat, and that is fucking... To, to achieve that level of comfortability to be able to express yourself through fighting and not just be another cookie cutter guy on the roster, that's fucking incredible. And that should be celebrated. So guys like Adesanya, guys like Anderson Silva, these are guys that I draw a tremendous amount of uh, inspiration from. So shout out to those guys. Mm. Shout out to those guys, man. John Jones, like anybody, uh, the Zabits, anybody that's creative in there, even, uh, what's his name, um? Yair Rodriguez. Yair Rodriguez, the Bobby Greens, just anyone who expresses themselves freely. And owns it. And owns it within the octagon and outside, salute you. Fuck that. Dudes be hating on that shit for some reason. I don't know. Uh, Well, we got a comment saying, well, first time chat viewer, Sly S. Cooper. I like Sly Cooper. Great game. Said, no problem with Izzy. Just wondering why he humped Costa. Yeah. (laughs) And UFC Mod 69 said he's a complete... Gay boy on Pride Month during Wadi's month, bro. You guys wow. that? Where is Wadi speaking? He I think he fell asleep. Shit. He fell asleep. He mm-hmm. said um, he asked for an early show. Also, uh, Kamara said he's a great fighter, but he's super immature for his age and doesn't deserve a pass for cringe. <laughs> UFC mod says boring style ever. Nah, I think that's just see now you're just that's it's one of those things where people get into like they treat this sport like basketball. You know what I'm saying? So it's like oh, uh, if you got your team. It's like, ah, oh, fuck that other team. Like, this team. Ah, oh, you just love to hate this team. You know what I mean? I think it's like that. But if you be look at it objectively and look at the guy for his uh, his fighting ability, you got to respect it. I think maybe what you're not realizing, or, or maybe I'm just, like, too nice. I don't know. I think maybe some people really don't recognize what he's doing. So to them, it looks boring. Absolutely. You know who made a good point about that? Um, Sean O'Malley. He's oh, another yeah. one that I like. I like that dude a lot. Um Sean O'Malley actually made a great point when he was talking to Brett Ak- Akamoto in an interview recently, and he said that uh, a lot, and it sounds crazy, it sounds super arrogant, and I know a lot of people took it wrong <clears throat> because they're like, oh, what are you seeing that no one else can see so much? You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, you're, why are you so smart? And it's like, no. Fighting, stand-up art is more than just punching and kicking, right? It's it's legit and an and art for man, and it's a... Uh, it's a science, and that's why boxing is called a sweet science. It truly is a science, right? And it's not easy, and that's why um, Roger Mayweather said most people don't know shit about boxing, right? Remember that shit, right? It's it's 
it's true, man. A lot of people, it's easy to look at and just say like, oh, you just do this. Why don't you do that? But a lot of times it looks arrogant and it looks crazy because most people, even guys at a high level that are competing in the UFC at a high level, they really can't comprehend what's happening. <laughs> they can't. And it sounds fucked up, right? It sounds like this guy's being a, a, a dick. A and hater. he's like, But you can't comprehend it. And then what he said is other high level strikers that understand it have a tendency to give me my props. That's what he said. Mm. And I was like, kind of, yeah, it's true. Like, the dude is fucking good, mm. right? But a lot of people, it's, it's either, oh, I can stop. Oh, I'll, he looks weak or he looks, oh, he would never do that to me. And it's like, it's different when you're in there, my boy. Mm. Looks different. When you, next thing, you're not looking like yourself, right? <laughs> when the guy's in front of you, all of a sudden, you're not looking like yourself. You're, and it's like, why well, can't I do up. what I do? And it's like, yeah, because it looks one way on TV to that motherfucker standing in front of you. All right, so I think that uh, I think that Izzy is very, very talented and extremely good, mm. you know. Um, and from experience of sparring guys at a high level like that, I remember I used to spar this one kickboxer. His name was Wayne Barrett. He always his he got in his own head a lot, right? He also was getting ready to fight Izzy at one point, um, and he fought Joe Schilling. He fought uh, Simon Marcus. He fought a lot of top dudes back then, right? And the thing I always noticed about Wayne whenever I sparred him, his setups were so subtle. And what I noticed whenever he punched me, his glove just grew. Just think about that. The glove just got bigger. Mm. That's how I knew I got punched. Mm. Boom. Oh, fuck. Mm. <laughs> this is like just, and he would just glide in front of you, bounce, bounce. She would shift his weight. He's always shifting, 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 and then just boom, he'd touch you. Touch, 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 boom. Boom! You're just like, oh fuck! Boom! Oh shit! Boom! You're just like getting hit. Getting hit and yeah. You just don't know where the fuck is coming from, right? And the setups was crazy. Like the way his feet moved, the way you just didn't know what range you were in to not get hit. And he would always look like he's out of range, and all of a sudden, boom! He's right there, and you're getting hit. And those are all things that your average MMA guy, I think, is just this meat and potatoes. It's just like I'm a hard nosed grappler. I'm gonna blast this overhand right, and I'm gonna get a hold of you. Or we're just going to sit right here and do it. And it's, it's rock versus rock. When there's a guy that could take a rock or a, or a monster and make him look like a baby, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that, you know, and, and you got to appreciate that. But that's just me. Super skill-based. That's just you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, where is it? I was looking at Maroon said, if you can hit someone and they can't hit you back, why would you place yourself where they can? You get know what you? I'm saying? Sounds like a just bleed motherfucker. It's his brain cells. That's what I'm saying. No, but like they can't why? Get out the way. Why? No? Yeah, some guys can't. But I'm saying, why would you? And I'm just not saying like, hey, I'm the greatest guy in the world. And but that's a style that I aspire to be. That's a style that I that I like, and I want to I want to uh, unpack that, and I want to learn that, I want to delve into that. You know, you know what I'm saying? Whereas the guy would see that and be like, ah, oh, that's bitch shit. Mm. Like why is that bitch running? Shit? Like why is I, why the fuck I want getting hit ain't cool, bro? I want to get hit, and you know it's cool to it's cool to show off skill. It's cool to hit somebody and not get hit. It's cool to be, you know what I'm saying? Like untouchable. And I made a tweet recent like yesterday, and and it's a lot of debate you in the tweet. Guys on. going back and forth is people are comparing it. My uh, when I said I said I said people I'll, who fight right here. If in MMA, if you fight with a little swag, they call it quote unquote arrogance. It's true. Right, but and then one guy in the comments, I think if you you could find it there, he said uh something about yeah, but he compared he brought up Kevin Holland, right? And this is no knock to Kevin Holland, but when Kevin Holland fights, I don't consider that swag of what he's doing. 
I consider Kevin Holland just being funny and being himself and just being entertaining and just fucking chatting and shit. Win, lose, or draw, right? Just he's not gonna shut the fuck up, right? You know what I'm saying? But what I I'm talking about a motherfucker that is showing skill. Win, lose, or draw. I don't say that person doesn't can't lose, but within that within that that quote unquote swag, it's he's showing high level ability. Still, he's showing like like technique, right? You know what I'm saying? I I can appreciate that. That's art to me. Mm. I can appreciate that. You know, and I think that a lot of times that gets lost into someone being arrogant. People are like, oh, he's arrogant or he's cocky or whatever. No, I don't, I don't think so. I think that's cool as hell. I would agree. I mean, once again, you're just showing yourself. You're showing how good of a fighter you truly are. If you're hitting someone and can't get hit, I mean, what's better than that? Yeah. Literally. That's all it comes down to. Yeah. It's one thing if you're fucking just... It's, it, it has to be a part of your style of naturally. Right. Of who you actually are. You, you have to be it, that yeah. way. In the, you yeah, force like, it. What I don't like is a motherfucker that, that's like... like well, for, imagine Chris Weidman or, or sure. fucking showboating. Doing some shit like like he's fighting and then all of a sudden he's getting the better of the guy and he starts like... <laughs> and you look fucking goofy and it's like, bro, cut it out. Just, right. just fight. You know what I mean? Right. But guy like Bobby Green or for instance, like that's how he moves. That's just what he does. And guys are trying to hit him and he's just like, right. and it looks cool as shit. Right. And then within that you're getting countered and shit. Right. Like, I think that's dope. Mm. That's dope. If it's, if that's who you naturally are and that's true to your style, I think that's dope. as right. hell. I agree. 100%. Um, that's the card, though, people. That's the card. That's yeah. it. <laughs> ran, <or> ran over. <laughs> I got to get home. I got to watch the Ranger game, bro. All right. GG's, 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 boys. Um, yeah. Shout out to Cam the Jellyman. Subscribe for oh, 23 yeah. months. OG. Yes, sir. That's two years. Coming up on two years. One more month. Damn, Shout out bro. to my guy. That's wild. That really is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Son? Operate. I'm sorry. Like, rest, let's read out these. These uh, so read out these yeah, these comments real quick. Uh, and then, and then we'll operator error said Holland's a wild man and don't care about getting hit. Um, he said, but people like Izzy and Anderson straight up master that shit, which seems impossible in MMA. Yeah, it's hard, and I and I I love that. I love that. What else? Who else we got? Maroon uh, said a lot of MMA fighters don't comprehend striking science the same way Adesanya does, and that's now not to be a dick rider when someone doesn't understand a feint in front of them. And they don't bite. It's probably because they didn't understand. Oh, or they didn't recognize it. Yeah, so they didn't understand 100%, 100%. the setup and wouldn't react. 100%. I agree. Um, Dial made a, uh, a point earlier I wanted to get to. He said, oh, shoot. Where was it? Oh, my God. Okay. Well, I can't find the original. Oh, he said about Izzy. Nah, I dislike him because he doesn't do those things anymore. Him being champion has limited his arsenal so much. Still very skilled, but only competes at one range where he turns it into a low output chess match. Loved Izzy's game back in his kickboxing early M- MMA days. One of the most great strikers I, in the I, sport. That's not really there anymore. Who's he fighting though? He's fighting the best in the world. Every time, every person he fights now is a dog. He he can do that to the guys earlier. At the lower, at quote unquote lower on the totem pole, you know what I'm saying? If you're fighting a guy when you're making your debut, of course you're going to finish him, right? You fight another guy that's not really there, you're going to probably cook him. But then the higher up you go, it's going to be harder competition. Gotta so fight smart. you got to fight smart to retain your belt. So I'm not too mad at it if it's a chess match. It is what it is. You try and fight Yoel Romero after taking an overhead right <laughs> to, to the, the eyeball. eyeball. <laughs> you saw Yoel Romero break that dude's jaw the other that day? That was disgusting. Oh my that God. was actually <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Yo, dude, Yoel, what, 45, 46 years old still finishing people? Ridiculous. What Ridiculous. Shout out to Yoel Romero. Shout out to Yo Romero. And uh, shout out to Sean O'Malley. That, that, yeah, Sean O'Malley's very good too. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to the fight against uh, Munoz. Also, shout out Humble Dank. 71 cheered bits. Let's go, bro. My guy. Appreciate you. Thank appreciate you. 
And Facility said, if you fight in Dallas, I'm going to try to get there, LOL. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, another fighter. Another fighter. Another fighter. Shout out. Shout out to uh, Zabit. I want to see Zabit mm-hmm. come back. Zabit Do is we a see? I don't know. Do we see him ever come back? All those medical killer, conditions man. and stuff? I don't, I don't know, know, man. I hope to see him back, though. That dude is is another guy that's very, really good. <laughs> Gamora said, we're going to find out that Yoel was like three or four different dudes from Cuba, all pretending to be the same guy, same age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Oh, people are saying Zabit retired to become a doctor. I saw I that. I saw that. But I don't know if that's true. Because now people said, now Humbledink said, Zah, Zabit started his own MMA company. And Lion Crusher goes, Zabit wants to be a teacher. <laughs> and UFC Mod said, Randy's knees looking ashy as ever. Yeah. Now will go. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, a lot. I think he just wants to see my knees. My yeah, knees are definitely not even ashy. I was just saying, they don't look that ashy. bad at all. Yeah, that bad. They don't look no, bad at all. They're just saying ashy. What are you talking about? He just want to see them. They just want to see a little leg. <laughs> Uh, now Johnskin said Zabit wants to be a mailman. All right, we are done here. <laughs> People ruined it. Oh man, uh, who should we raid real quick? Uh, I don't know. I don't have anyone on. I'm not sure. Everyone, be sure to join the Discord. Oh yeah, exclamation point Discord and subscribe to the YouTube channel. All and of that good make stuff. Make sure you cheer for the Rangers tonight. The Rangers. Let's go Rangers. Let's go Rangers. All right, I'll go with the Rangers because the Islanders are not. Yes, good. Uh, they're Should not. Be. They're not in the fucking playoffs because they playoffs, suck ass, so. bro. Not that they suck. You know, yeah, they just they didn't make it this time. Oh, UFC said Ray Jens is he on? I don't think he's on. Is he on? I don't see, see it. Oh, he's on UFC. Oh, I'm not gonna raid the UFC with 28 people, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's embarrassing. I'm gonna raid the UFC. UFC got like he's fucking thousands of people. He's trying to get us cooked. Ah uh, man, who's and, on? You know, no one's on. Nah, I don't have anyone on. All right, there's no raid done. There's no raid. All right, people. All right, fellas. Maybe Much alive love. Later. Maybe alive later. That's a lie. I know. Typically a lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm here now, so. Okay, there you go. Feel go live. Oh. All right, people. Enjoy your night. Let's go Rangers. And we'll later. see you Sunday. Oh, you said Viking? Post-fight show. I don't know who that is, but fuck it. Let's do it. Forest slash raid Viking. All right. We might do a fight breakdown. Um, Yeah, we may do a fight breakdown later, so. I could help. Oh, he said, Kamar said fight breakdown for sure, yeah. All right, let's do it. All right, much love, y'all. Peace. Bye. I think you rated the wrong Viking. Did I? Yeah. Damn, that's embarrassing. (laughs) Well, he said Viking. But he, he said two A's at the end. Oh.